the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. We're gonna skate to one song, one song only. Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com, with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. With our guest tonight, Tim, a long time friend of Chris's. Hey guys. Hey there. I'm here. Let's see if these guys can hear you. Hi Tim. Jeffy. How are you buddy? And this is Maddie. <laughs> Everybody's E except Chris. We're not going to call you Chris, eh? right. Hey Matt. Hey Tim, nice how you doing man? Nice to meet you Doing too. well. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, we should, but like how's the, let's do all the ketchup so it's not a, like family good. Yeah, let's get right to let's get right to the dark dark days of Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I can't um. Yeah. Fam's all good, man. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Dallas is good. Yeah. Dallas is you know, um, Dallas is great. Uh, you know, moving to a state with a lot of sunshine, I think, has really helped me a lot. <laughs> oh, good. Huh. So being in Texas has really changed my attitude quite a bit. Good. You're happy. You're happy, Tim. I'm very much so. I'm much. I'm very different. I think in a lot of ways than I was uh, in St. Louis. But I, you know, I, I was telling Chris before. Um, you know, I just kind of catch up. I haven't heard the podcast in a while, so I just grabbed an episode to listen to because Matt I hadn't heard you either, and I know I noticed that you joined the show. So I listened to the one on anxiety, and you guys were talking about yeah. ghosts in St. Louis, and. You know, I was there for 25 years. I had my own ghost. So just leaving yeah. the, the geographic change really did help me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's awesome. I get that. That's totally yep. awesome. Yeah. Uh, on the podcast tonight, we yeah. have Tim F. And I'm just, uh, you know, I'm going to leave it at, at that. And you can add or, or subtract uh, information as you see fit um, about yourself. And uh, he's an old friend of mine, Chris's, that's known me for, how long have we known each other, Tim? Uh, 22 plus 22 plus years. Um, and, uh, and Tim knew me, you know, from my perspective, it was sort of the, the beginning of a long, the long end, you know, it's like, it was like the 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 real days journey into, into something night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, he was there and saw me through all my using, um, and then was there, and this is something that I'll be interested to hear because I have no perspective on this. You were there when I decided to stop doing all the things I was doing. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever asked you what that looked like or sounded like. And I, I'm, I'm very curious about that. And then, uh, I went away basically for 11 months or so mm-hmm. and came, I was trying to figure out where to go after I, I got sober and, and seemed to have successfully done so after about 11 months i thought i could handle it where what i was going to do and i i um i came back here to st louis where you were at the time and moved into the apartment building where you lived and uh and just sort of uh started over 
So anyway, welcome Tim and uh, and Tim and Jeff uh, yeah. go, go way back. They know each other yeah. for yeah, we, over a decade. Yep, seventeen, 17 maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Jeez, and we were all we all had our little business together. Tim was our fourth uh, posse yeah. in our uh, agency a long time ago called Idea Mob. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tim, Tim was in that business. So it was Tim and John yeah. and you, Cat. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that was, we were the idea mobbers. Dangerous thinking, and we had a razor blade as a logo. It was gorgeous. We'll post yeah. this as a link sure. to this podcast. <laughs> I still, you know, and I still remember those the hand. I don't know what you guys call them in the biz because I, so. Um, but the the what the the folder with the razor blade sticker on it. Oh, I, yeah. still, I still have one of those. Yeah, yeah, the I, little mailer piece. Yeah, I, think the I have a shitload of those. those <laughs> nice. We were mailing out razor blades. That's beautiful. <laughs> How did this not work? <laughs> it was it's dangerous thinking. We were dangerous on, thinking, yeah, bleeding edge. Um, oh, so <laughs> we were in our late twenties. Come on, people. And it this was, was all dot com days. Yeah. Everybody was yeah. doing it, man. Doing crazy shit. That's right. Everybody that was, was the first. That was the first little boom. Anyway, it's so good to see you, Tim. I mean, here are you. You too. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I Bob is like a whole other podcast. <laughs> what? Yeah. I know the catching catching up with. The homies. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know how I expected this to work. I think part of me was just curious. Like, let, let's maybe start in the middle, and then we can work out either way. Yeah. One of the things I'm curious about is, and I'll, I'll share an anecdote, and maybe this will get the ball rolling. In my in my mind, this is, and maybe it's just a totally apocryphal story. And it didn't happen this way. I, I I know what I was doing. This one day when you were staying at uh, the house that I've talked about on, on this podcast before, I was living at my dad's house. He was living in Mexico, and you were living with me at my dad's house for yeah. a period of time. And uh, you know, there was pl- plenty of room. And uh, I had, I think it must have been after I had uh, absolved myself of the job I had by not going in. And yeah. so I was. Yeah, a habit of doing things like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I'd been drinking all day while you were gainfully employed and at work, and uh, in my I drank a case twelve twelve beers. How many is that? That's not called a case. What's that? that's called a twelve pack? A twelve pack <laughs> for so long. Well, it has been a while for you. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I drank. I honestly, it's a half a case. Yeah, I drank <laughs> eleven plus. That's one. sobriety. <laughs> I drink a twelve pack. <laughs> what is this configuration right. of beverages? <laughs> what call this? Give me a fermented dozen. twelve <laughs> beers. Uh, I believe barley and corn <laughs> and water and yeast. Um, anyway, twelve beers, a bottle of Chardonnay. Fancy. Well, that's what was in the house. You know how we do. Yeah. <laughs> and half a bottle of vodka of Absolute. And this is. I remember you know, the vodka. Well, but you weren't there. <laughs> no, but I'm familiar with the, the chain of events here. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh. Um, no, I, I mean, I, I definitely remember. Like, it's yeah. Well, it was as, as uh, screwdrivers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, you, and I was sitting on, there was like a, a, an outdoor table by the barbecue. Um, like a, it doesn't matter. Shelves, let's say. And I was sitting on the top one, just having a smoke as I do outside. And you came home and you had to ask me if I was drunk. And I use that as an illustration of how high my tolerance was at the time that the person, somebody living in the same house as me that's known me for well over a decade, right? Um, Having had, me having had that much to drink, you had to ask me if I was drunk. And what did you say, Chris? True or not? What say you? 
<laughs> Hold your hand on the. Okay. So what do you, was that? Yeah, what? that happened. Okay. I mean, yeah. If you're asking me if that happened, that definitely happened. Okay, I don't. I was the one that was drunk, dude. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking if it happened. Well, yeah, it's you know, and that was kind of the. So I guess we're gonna we'll pick it up in the middle there. Yeah, so. that's the middle. Is this kind of yeah? This is the big sort of the ending. That was very near the end. Very I mean, there, there was okay. very little that happened after that. There were big, big moments, but that was. Well, and I, you know, I don't know if you want to, if, if, if I, you want me to talk about the Chris before and after, because you definitely, you know, changed. Over. Kind of, because I don't know if I, I, yeah. I don't know. The BA and AA, I guess that's not the right acronym. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that let's talk about that period of time, of sure. course, though. Um, now, so full disclosure, I was going through some issues of my own. That's why I was living at your house. <laughs> but they were relationship-based, right? My, uh, I was going through a breakup at the time, and I, I needed to get out of where I was yeah. living. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, that was your little camp spot. What was really fascinating to me, and so those of you who know Chris, he's very – I call it idiosyncratic, right? You just have your ways about you. And, and um, you had this beautiful house, big, spacious house, but you had that camp spot. Like you had this place where you could smoke and drink. You had access to all the alcohol. Mm. You could smoke and you read and you just kind of just hung out mm. outside or like yep. in the garage, you know, um, constantly. That's where you were like mm-hmm. basically all the time. So I would come back and, uh, you know, you, you're you always drinking. But, the, you know, this idea of, you know, could I tell whether you were drunk or not? Man, not really. I mean, that was I we were. I mean, unless it was obvious, like I, we were both out, we're drinking, we're you know, it's mm-hmm. uh, we're having a good time at a club or something, and then it was pretty clear everybody involved was drunk, right? right? But as far as just, I come back from work at five or so in the afternoon on a weekday, mm-hmm. and you're just sitting there with the glazed eyes. <laughs> yeah, what's going on with you? He probably just read a bunch of chapters in a book. Right. How's your, how's your day? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, so did you think Chris had a problem? Like, did you, did this ever, you know what I'm saying? No, and I, I honestly, I struggle with this because, yeah. I, you know, I've, I've had people in my family and I've, through the years, I've had folks in my life that uh, consume alcohol at copious amounts, my stepfather being one, but like my stepfather could, he just drank all day and just never appeared visibly drunk. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. And I don't know what it, you know, I, I struggle with this that, I don't know if I just I didn't know how to tell or I knew and I was in denial and I didn't want to broach the subject. I never felt that. I never felt that tension of like, oh man, I wonder if Chris is an alcoholic. I better talk to him about it. Yeah. I mean, it never entered my mind. Yeah. Really. It's just but I'm honestly the kind of personality I have, I'm a go along, you know, win in Rome kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's I've always been that way. So, you know, my own experience has been people are like, Hey, we're gonna go do this. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and when you're with Chris, and this was from the very beginning, Chris, you, I'm, I'm going to go flip it all the way back to when we met that spring in Paris, which sounds, you know. The, uh, I know. We, we met in Paris in spring, and then we ended up so loving together. really cute, you guys. <laughs> it was a beautiful, the beginning of a beautiful bromance, pretty, right? Pretty it precious. was the best bromance. It really was. Yeah. And we hit it off immediately. My future ex-wife introduced us, you know. and, and that, But, but Chris, you may not know this. I don't know if I've ever told you this part of it was. You know, I was on a very tight budget, and I just saved enough to go to Europe, I think, for two months or something. Right. And I met you about halfway through that planned trip. Mm-hmm. And hanging out with you, because when you're with Chris, he's, you know, he's a gracious host and everything, but I wanted to, you know, I don't want to be a mooch. But we would go out, and we were, like, shooting pool. And Chris was just, like, one after the other drinking these, I think they were, like, $7 beer, beers at the time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just trying to keep up. And 
I, you know, I just burned through all my money hanging out with Chris for like four days <laughs> <laughs> drinking, and I had to go home. I ran out of money. <laughs> I was just supposed to keep going for like three or four more weeks, but I basically spent it all on just kind of boozing and hanging boozing out with, with Chris in four well, days see, in Paris. I think that—that's one of those things. Now you laugh, but the reality <laughs> is that's a casualty of my alcohol. Yeah, your trip, your yeah. Was a casualty of my alcohol. Did you did you know that at the time, Tim? I mean, did you like God? This guy's drinking me out of my mind, or did you just kind of roll with it and whatever? It's got to be hard when you're at that age, to, right? Yeah. Well, no, I was having fun. I'm doing. I'm in Paris. I mean, yeah. this is a really cool guy I just met, you know. And we're just having. Everybody's having a good time. You're like, you want to crash the party? Right? I'm not going to go. No, nah, man, I'm just going to drink water. I'm good. You know, I just. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't going to let him pay for everything either. So I was kind of, but I didn't want the party to end. But yeah. you know, it just ended when I had like, okay, I'm completely broke now. I have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and did you did you match Chris drinking? I mean, right? Um, honestly, I think I don't. Right. I don't know that. I don't know. No. But it it was basically probably not. You know, it was him. And you ready for another one? No, I'm going to get one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now you're yeah. ready. Yeah. Now I'm ready. So maybe every other one kind of yeah. drinking. Yeah. I mean, you know, even when Chris stopped drinking, he's always been a drinker. When he shifted over to non-alcoholic beverages, he was drinking those. He's drinking a twelve pack of those before five o'clock. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So <laughs> that's funny. You know, he's he's he was always a drinker, no matter what he had in his hand. Like he was for just. <laughs> I like, he's likes hydration. Yeah. Um. But you know, it's um. There was definitely I I put it this way. It was when I first met him, and you know, we met in Paris. I had to come back home, and a couple months later, he came back to St. Louis for the summer, and he called me up, and we started hanging out, and that was a, a crazy summer, but. You go over to the house, and it was immediately, yo, you want a chili beverage? And mm -hmm. it was just like, it was just immediately, there's a beer in your hand, and it was just, you know, it's summertime or whatever, and it's like nonstop, okay. just nonstop drinking. Yeah. And then you finally get some food in you, then it's time to go to a club, and then you go out and you just, you know, you drink or do whatever. Mm -hmm. It was just like a, it was great. I mean, you know, it's, for, for having a friend who is just down to drink and have fun and had really no responsibilities. No, responsibilities yeah. <laughs> didn't drag the party down with responsibilities. He's, oh, yeah, he's never like, oh, no, man, I got to go to work or I got to go, <laughs> you know, my wife's waiting for me. You know, there's nothing of that, right? Yeah. He, just, he didn't have to do anything. He was always available. He was he had, he had this great house to hang out in and he always had a lot of alcohol and, yeah. you know, he was really great to hang out with. How old were you guys? What what year is this? This is 93 and then Chris and I are all by a few months apart in age, so we're actually the, you know, almost yeah. so, so that, 93, that would, what is that? I was 27. Okay. It was right before my 27th birthday. So, so you both. probably have a full-time job. Oh, yeah. Well, mm -hmm. no. At that time, actually, this is the crazy part. At that time, I was waiting tables and going to graduate school. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So I actually had a lot of free time because I only it didn't take me, you know, waiting tables. I only, I like, waited the lunch shift. So I worked like 30 hours a week or so. And then I went to grad school at night. And then that, the rest of it was pretty much free time and hanging out with Chris. Mm -hmm. Drinking a lot. And that was – I'm trying to get the, the chron chronology of it all. So that was after Paris. I came back there. Yep. And then we partied there for a while. We partied there for a while. And then at some point I moved to Chicago, and then I moved to Houston. Yeah, so – Was there uh, a reason for any of these moves? Oh, yeah. No, Chicago – Well, made kind of sense. I was supposed to be going to school in Paris. I was supposed to be going to school in Chicago. Yeah. And I was had a small, as in two-person design firm 
in Houston that actually was kind of going on for a few years. Um, Okay. So we kept in contact, um, you know, Chicago, I don't ever remember, I never went to Houston. I don't remember you coming back during your Houston time much. But uh, so, you know, and that's when my future ex-wife and I, Got married and had a baby, so I was got involved with that, and I kind of took you, a lot of my you time. You did that, yeah, yeah, we did that. That happens. <laughs> we just do this yeah. But, um, but you know, my experience with you, but even then, so you know, I'd go to Chicago and we go to like you know crowbar or whatever and hang out, and <laughs> still a lot of drinking and <laughs> crowbar. Crowbar. crowbar in Chicago. That was a great place. Yeah, it was. Great. That's, I wonder if that's still there over on no, Kings or probably no, not. No, it has totally been turned out. Long time. Yeah, so, I'm sure. Because so what's interesting. So, it, you know, it, it's. The, the thing about, you know, f- from my perspective, and I think from a lot of people's perspective, is <clears throat> addiction, alcoholism, it sort of it grows in the dark, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so Chicago was where, when I went up there, I got, that's where it really took root. Yeah. It's like, Delilah's. when I found out there's some a place up there that you, I forget where it was, some restaurant, you could order beer from them as long as you ordered food also. So it was like an Italian restaurant or something. So I'd order like a loaf of garlic bread mm-hmm. and 12 beers and have oh, it delivered. Deliver it. Yeah. yeah, deliver because we lived on the 19th floor and I yeah. didn't want to leave the fucking yeah. place. I was loving how I, <laughs> my life as a <laughs> shut in alcoholic in Chicago on uh, Lakeshore Drive. And, uh, and it just really, st- that's where it was really taking hold. Yeah. By the time I left for Houston, it was. Houston sort of, it, it was a geographic, they were all geographics, which, you know, just sort of leaving because it wasn't yeah. working out somewhere. Yeah. Houston kind of worked out for a while, yeah. but, um, and, and my, and did you ever graduate from any of these schools? No, okay. no, no, no. So I, I've been to five schools went, and I probably don't have enough credits to, to, for a year. All kind of design, for a year. design stuff? Just a bunch Whatever. of different shit, English, writing, yeah. design, art, nice. history. Um, and I, I got mad education. That's cool. And did you, were they all kind of just no credentials thrown yeah, just away? No cred. But did drinking lead you away from all these? It wasn't. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Just, I like absolutely drink drinking. Yeah, drinking is what led me away from my first school. Yeah, my my very first freshman year of school ever. Right. It's what did in every subsequent school. It's what did in. You know, I was in Paris. I was supposed to be going to school, and I just quit going because I was drinking and doing drugs. Yeah. I was going to ask about the drugs, like how. What was going on? A lot of ecstasy. Okay. Um, and uh, at, at that point, up through like Paris and then back here in St. Louis, like at that point, ecstasy was really big. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, ninety mid nineties. Like yeah, yeah. early mid nineties, and then just a lot of ecstasy. At that point, and then I went away to Chicago. A lot, of, some ecstasy. Went away to Houston. Really, just a shitload of drinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, and. Uh, and then the point is, then Houston went under. Everything was going to absolute shit. That was like the real beginning of then. And then I come back, and that's where we catch up again. And that's sort of the real beginning of the end. Is Tim's here when I come back from Houston? Okay. And this right. Is, You're here. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'd never left St. Louis. That's the consistent left, thing here. <laughs> but then, so I'm just the only reason I'm, I've, I was sort of whipping through all that is okay. because we had this. We had this Paris, and then we had here for like a summer. You'll of, always have Paris. Of a lot, we'll always we'll, have Paris. We'll, we'll always have Paris. And it was a lot of fun. And the summer back here was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anything of note in that first summer, but then when I came back was when it really started to go off the rails for me. And, well, let me just pause you there. And just yeah, come, go ahead. Because there's, there's a sort of an arc, right? There's kind of a story arc and an observation of you um, 
from me during that time in that when I first met you, again, it was springtime in Paris, everything was lovely. Mm. Now, I did find it odd that you were in school in Paris, but you hung out with me for the full week. (laughs) 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 That must be a French spring break that lasts three months or something. I don't know. (laughs) Um, I'm sketching you when you're not But when I first met you, I mean, here's the thing about Chris. So, you know, Chris used to have these long dreadlocks and he always wore a motorcycle jacket and he had, you know, tats and earrings and all. He, he looked like a menacing dude, but he was a super nice guy, right? right. Just super sweet. Um, but then, like, over that period of time that you just described, from the, like, when we met in Paris to the time you went, you know, we came home and went to these other places and you came back, there was a, I don't know how else to say this, kind of a darkening of you. Mm-hmm. And you talked, you made a mention of it when you're talking about Chicago. Like, you basically you became a bit of a shut-in. Mm-hmm. Now, I know it's freaking cold up there and you're on the 19th floor, but... That's kind of where it started, I think, because mm-hmm. in that first summer, it was not that hard to drag you out of the house to go do something. Mm-hmm. But when you came back, it became like a chore. Yeah. Like it was really hard to entice you. Like, dude, let's just go. Let's just go down two miles and go see a movie. Mm-hmm. And you know, the cl- anybody knows Chris, classic Chris is like, ah, nah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed I the sigh. Yeah. I just can't do that right now. Oh, just man. You know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I just can't. No, I can't. And it just got, you know, honestly, progressively worse. And then even after, you know, you, you went through your recovery phase, it still, you know, it took you a while to come back out on the other side, like a pendulum. You were definitely, there's that nadir of you just, man, I cannot get this guy to go anywhere. <laughs> you just go down the street with me. Nope. That's funny. Not gonna. And, and do you remember that happening? Do you remember, like, was it anxiety, drinking? I mean, do you remember just like. No, that was different. That was like. Uh, I'm just going to stay home and total, drink. Like, systemic, like, just. Just, I, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it was just like I, I don't want to. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. It wasn't that no, wasn't anxiety. That was depression. Just lack of motivation. Yeah. It was just yeah. But you were drinking every day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Constant. He's constantly drinking. It was just totally numbed. Just yeah. trying to get out of you know, just wanted to be numb inside yeah. your own head, kind yeah, of thing yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I would during a lot of that, I would. Uh, and it's see that's where it, it sort of is blurring for me but a lot of this is after coming back from houston you know i think and i've i've told the story on the blog in my story but i essentially forced the end of a relationship of the person who'd come back from me, with me from houston um i forced the end of my relationship with the job i had by just not going back after a bender one weekend and so I just, I would just, uh, you know, wait, I'd wake up and I'd basically, I'd pour a beer and a half into a big, like 16 ounce cup in the morning and I'd go outside and smoke and drink beer and read. Mm-hmm. And at some day. point I'd eat. Yeah. And, that was his MO for and, real. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was these, it was these, these colored plastic glasses. So you couldn't really, you know, I, I don't know who I was kidding. Like, you know, what was <laughs> it? I There's prefer liquid. It's apple for juice. My, uh, it was just you and me. So I don't know who you're trying to hide it from. Yeah. Nobody ever came to the house. And <laughs> I like the coffee cup for the reading and day drinking. Yeah. Uh, that was your end, right? You were sitting there drinking coffee cups, uh, coffee. coffee cups of grapefruit and vodka and nice. reading for like 12 hours yeah. a day. Yeah. <laughs> What's with you guys in drinking and reading? So Chris had this, like his little camp spot yeah. and he had this, usually full ashtray um and he had the you know at the i just remember infinite jest you were kind of working your way <laughs> through that that whole summer interesting i thought i started reading that. and drinking yeah. infinite jest yeah wow 
Wow. Maybe my chronology is off, but I remember that was a big fixture. Yeah. Like you spent yeah. a lot because we talked about DFW a lot during that time. Right, and I did start that before I got so right, and I continued it in my yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So you know, to, to, you know we don't. I mean, to get to the sort of maybe a pivotal point here is that you were reading through that. So let me talk about the moment, um, if you're ready for it. Yeah, <laughs> the moment. Bring it. The moment we are where. Like Chris, okay, so Chris has described it, right? He's very dysthymic. And I, believe me, I've known Chris at this point for some years. I knew about his social anxiety. I wasn't trying to get him to go anywhere where there were going to be people. There were no parties. I wasn't, I mean, it was literally like, let's just go to a movie. We just walk right into the theater. We'll just mm. sit down and not talk to anybody kind of stuff, right? So there's, what's, so what's, I'll get the tickets. Like, there's no, you don't have to interact with anyone. And yeah. it's still like, nah, dude, I just can't go to that. Just, and I want to so, clarify, it was not agoraphobia. I was, it was no, not that. No, yeah. it wasn't yeah. that. Okay. All right. Yeah, I thought about that too. I know it wasn't that at all. So what are you going to say? But I was going to say though is and again, you know, I always feel kind of I don't know if I feel bad, but it's kind of you watch your friend. Yeah. And I was going through my own stuff, so I wasn't I don't know how astute I was anyway, uh, but I definitely noticed there was a, this, like I said this kind of darkening and this sort of you were fixed to the house. But I remember I was come hanging out with you in the garage. That's what we used to do. We're out by the little camp spot. And you were reading a new book. And you and you told me you said, "Man, I'm reading this book, and it's it's called Drinking a Love Story." Yeah, that's funny. And but you like your the way you were describing it, it was like it was the first time you were actually like enthusiastic about something. Huh? You were actually there was like um, you're excited about it, right? Yeah. And you said, "I think I'm an alcoholic, wow. or I think I might be an alcoholic." You didn't say I don't anything. remember this. Wow. And, and you, you told hammered. me that, and what I don't remember, yeah, he was. I'm sure he was hammered at the time, um, but I don't honestly. I, I try as hard as I can to remember my response to that. If I was dismissive, mm -hmm. or if I was like, "Oh, maybe you are," I certainly wasn't. Oh yeah, I've been. Boy, finally at last, you admit it. It wasn't that at all. So mm -hmm. I'm not gonna go there. I don't remember exactly what my response was, but I do remember thinking like your attitude had changed. Mm -hmm. That I don't know where you, how far along in the book you were, but you were in the middle of reading it, and you, you could tell like like the the light bulbs were going off in your head. Yeah. Do you I remember the interaction? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't remember that interaction. I I remember just I just remember I remember finding the book at Left Bank Books, and I remember the impact it had on me. That it was the it was the line in the sand of of yeah, you know. I don't think it pulled me all the way out of my denial, but it certainly it like gave me a really hard push from behind sort of thing. And like, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, without it, I wouldn't be here. Now, How, how'd so. you find that book? Did you just tell the story? Yeah. The story, the story is I was in left, left bank, bank books. books oh yeah. And you thought time, it was about drinking. It, I thought it was like, you thought it was like a cocktail guide or something. I love drinking. I remember books about drinking. The thought I think so. I had in my head was cool. Somebody who likes drinking as much as I do. <laughs> And I put it up on the counter because we used to walk through and like just yeah. find books and put them in a stack and then buy them. Yeah. Um, and I got home and I started reading it at some point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the rest for me is, is history because honestly, it, without that, I without reading that then, yeah. I wouldn't have figured it out. So did you, Tim, did you, did you, it dawn on you and be like, wow, maybe he is. <laughs> Excuse me. Or, did, or were you like, no, you're not. I honestly don't remember. Yeah. I really don't. I don't want to play revisionist historian yeah. here, but uh, you know, I it may be somewhere in between. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I, I knew a lot of people that drank a lot. I mean, and I was not, I mean, I, I went to work every day, came back, and I would try to hang with them until I got too drunk and I'd go to bed, and then I'd get up and go to work the next day. You know, I sort of yeah, cut it off. But so it wasn't like I was hanging with them, but uh, on the drinks. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was obvious when you say, I don't know, it, it's like, wow, you're drinking a lot. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. It's just, well, it and must be hard at that age, you know, yeah, when, you, know, when you're in you. your mid, yeah. late 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you distinguish the yeah. the partiers from, you know, the yeah. drinkers? I don't. Yeah. And that's it, when, when they, I think when you start to, if everything's working out for you, you, you start to separate, which we, we were. I mean, yeah. Tim was going to a job yeah. and I was not. <laughs> and Tim was not drinking all day and I was. Um, but uh, We've grown apart. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's interesting too is during that period of time is like, so I'd come back from Houston and at some point, my, my chronology is just weird, but at some point, it was probably months after coming back, maybe close to a year or something, I ran into, no, no, no. At some point in all that drinking and partying that I was doing somehow, I decided I need to get away from St. Louis to dry out. And so I went and visited uh, one of my sisters who was living in South Beach at the time. And well played. It was, well played, you sister. know, if you want to, like, <laughs> like well, that's a good place to go get sober. Who, who happened <laughs> to, like, what you can know, happen? Be, yeah. you know, in the midst of, like, furious, you know, yeah. cocaine fueled <laughs> South Beach good times. <laughs> and so basically, I hung out, with, you know, with her, and we just, I came back like a destroyed a shell of your former. A, a sh- literally, it was. <laughs> It, it, it's it, it put the fear into me how devastated I was by my uh, like w- it was like ten days or something or a week and a half yeah, yeah. in like Miami it, just nonstop partying yeah. just I, I I yeah it was a mess yeah. I mean, but but Chris I remember so I remember that that trip but what I don't remember is there was a period of time I don't know if you it was before after or that was in the middle but uh, I don't want to mention his name but there was you know a certain guy you're hanging out with yeah. and um. You know, he he was you know cocaine peddler and um... peddler peddling my wares. <laughs> a cocaine merchant. Get your cocaine here. But, Get you know, your that, cocaine. That was part of the again part of the you know the the darkness. It wasn't well, you know you're you're kind of a, a an easygoing drunk, but you know cocaine adds a whole other element to it, right? Well, and that's what that's what I was I was bringing it back up to speed again where where you jump into it is so then I came back from that and I don't even know what your perspective on that was because we were hanging out before that and then I went and I left to hang out with Kelly and. I named it, whatever, I'll bleep it out. And uh, I I came back, and then literally, like, I think it was within a week, I uh, ran into this other friend who I hadn't seen in forever who happened to be the old cocaine (laughs) The apothecist. Out of the cocainery? Yeah. Um, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, and so then that didn't work out. Because my whole thing was, I'm going to come back from Miami, and now I'm going to... It was just these ping pong balls of, of geographics. Like I'm gonna yeah. leave St. Louis and clean up on the beaches in Miami. I'm gonna leave Miami and relax at the house and clean up. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, can't catch a break. Yeah, from man, myself. can't catch a break. But so yeah, and then you kind of were. I mean, then we hung out again, somewhat regularly. I was. I mean, just hanging out during that time with yeah. you. I mean, I would you know I would go out with you and that dude, and we'd go to you know certain places of ill repute and um <laughs> yeah but you know you were actually less available because you were spending a lot of time with him right 
for obvious reasons, right? <laughs> I'm less available. He's always available, and <laughs> right. he's got the goods. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Cocaine won. Cocaine came between you two. Yeah. No, but that's the thing. Like, I, it was never any kind of disparity. Yeah. So let me talk about that a little bit because, um, like, Chris and I, for, you know, 22 years plus, never had crosswords, oh, have no. never had a, a, you know, difficult moment, any, any animus between us. Except once. <laughs> we went out. I, I somehow I convinced him to go to a club because you know Chris and I both were like club kids back, like really like yeah. early on. Yeah. yeah, like membership. You know, like <clears throat> like four or five nights a week, easy at the club, right? Um, and so I think we're trying to relive the good old days or resuscitate some of the good old days. So I got him to go out to a club one night, and you know we're drinking, but. You know, he's always pretty much a beer guy, and you know, he drink vodka or whatever. But for some reason, we started drinking tequila. Mm. And <laughs> I remember, I think I was driving like your car, Chris, if I remember, or maybe I was driving. I was driving. I don't know if it was my car or your car. But Chris would have this thing where he would just, he'd just be done, right? He'd just be done with whatever he was in the middle of. It could be a meal, it could be watching a show, it could be anything. But we're in the club. We'd only been there, I don't know, a little, not like an hour or something. But we had been drinking tequila. And he's like, he would just say, he just said, it got him. He's like, I'm leaving. I'm like, no, wait, 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 what are you doing? What are you? And he goes, I'm leaving. And I, and I said, dude, let me go get the car at least. And I'm standing in front of him, like in between him and the door. And he said, dude, get out of my way. I'm fucking leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he like looked at me like it was a good, I'm like, really? Like you would never spoken to me that way. I'm like, okay. So I just like, let him go down. I'll let him leave. Yeah. And then I ch- ran out, grabbed, tried to find the car and then chased him down the street. So he wouldn't, I mean, he, there's no way he's going to walk all the way home for where we were, but he would just, you know, that was it. I'm done with whatever I'm doing right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to go home. Wow. Yeah. I remember that. That's crazy. It was like the only time, like, I, I don't know. And to, honestly, that's what I, I credit that that night was that was the very beginning of me stopping doing things. That was the last time I drank tequila. Yeah, you were you were pretty adamant. Don't ever give me tequila me again. Insane, loco. It yeah, was like loco. For, it will do that. Um, yeah, because I, I remember I was like ready to throw down. I'm like, maybe he can beat my ass. Maybe he can't. We're doing this. <laughs> we're like, gonna find out. It's like for no good reason. Yeah. Like the only person in the world that like I shouldn't be picking a fight yeah. with was the dude i was picking a fight and with. i'm pretty sure it's like one of those crappy you know w- winter nights where yeah. like dude you can't walk two blocks much less yeah. home in this yeah. you know, there's no yeah. way yeah i've seen this movie yeah. and it ends <laughs> with you dying like, like a cipher in the snow yeah. here chris Don't do that. but but that's also another like in retrospect because i've thought about that i'm like that was the weirdest thing because i remember that and i don't know if i remember because you told me but i feel like i, I have a really distinct memory of it um and uh I'm like that as far as I can tell is just an effort to destroy all ties. You know what I mean? All ties. Like I I had no job. I had no relationship. I had, you know, I was miserable and I just, you know, it's like, you're just trying to cut all ties. Well, so so let me talk about that again. My observations of you over the, the arc of our relationship is that you're you're a master at self sabotage, mm-hmm. right? And I was actually pretty good at that myself. In fact, I I, I want to you know I'm not going too far with my stories here, but I remember you and I we ended our relationships with our respective women 
pretty much at the same time, and it was almost like a over dinner kind of thing. Like we recognized that we were both sabotaging our relationships mm-hmm. to the point, like this is this is kind of the path we're on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you've already mentioned about you know jobs, school, mm-hmm. um, and I said you know Chris is an immensely nice guy, but if he wants out of a relationship, he can be a real jerk to the ladies. Um, you know, back I have in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. Absolutely. Well, back then, yeah. it was definitely evident, but. Um, like I'm and, really tired of my daughter. I'm about to like <laughs> about to just walk away from. About had it with you, <laughs> but I will say this though: it's not me, you, it's you. You know, after after you came back, after you went through your well, I don't, you know, after you stopped drinking, right. and went his away. eleven month hiatus. His eleven month, you know, didn't. Yeah. He came back. And did you talk to him while he was gone, or did he just like? No, he not, said I'm going. Really. Not yeah. really. Okay. No, he just, yeah, he was just, you know, I'm, I'm because done. he left, he, you know, think about it. He had gone to Chicago, he'd gone to Houston, yeah. now he's going to go to Washington. Yeah. I mean, that's what Chris does. He's yeah. just, like, I'm going to go do this now. Okay. Right. Well, we're still bros. I'll see, talk mm-hmm. to you when I talk to you. Yeah. Until he called me, and, you know, like he always talks about circumstances conspire mm-hmm. in his favor often. Mm-hmm. But this, you know, apartment had opened in my building like like a week before. Wow. And he said, yeah, I'm thinking about coming back to St. Louis. I'm like, well, there's this apartment. If you want it, mm. you know, it's in my <laughs> building. Well, you, got, you can move on it. And he did. And uh, I know, I think when I came back, I, if I re- remember correctly, I was pretty much the only person you were hanging out with. Oh, you were the only person I, yeah. Knew. And you're sober then. Me? Yeah. Yeah, when I came back. You lived with in the apartment. In, in the same building. apartment as okay. Tim lived here in All St. Right. Louis. And he was... Yeah, really, the only person I knew. We weren't going to meetings, hanging no. out in your apartment, hanging out not my apartment, drinking, not drinking. So what the hell did you Smoking do? Smoking shitloads of cigarettes. Yeah. Right. Freelancing. Yeah. Little, t- little, like, little. I had money saved. Um, somehow I had money saved, and uh, lived off that for a while. Scrapped together change and, you know, went grocery shopping with twenty dollars and figured out where every cent went and. Wow. Um, yeah, you. I remember you. Like a lot of your dinners were like bagels with turkey on them. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that? Like that's the a bad first thing. year of sobriety dinner. Bagels with <laughs> turkey. But, but it was like cheap. Wow. You could get like all these bagels. Yeah. You know, I just he turned me on to that. I'd be like, oh, okay. Again, like and I'm a go along kind of guy, right? I'm like, yeah, ah, cream cheese. That's right. It's yeah. like bagel, cream right. cheese, and turkey. Like, hmm, it's not bad. Happy Thanksgiving to me. <laughs> I love it. So, so no, but, but he had me, right? So yeah. we we would eat that and drink non-alcoholic beers. That's right. Yeah. And you know, so, play video games, watch TV, okay. or whatever. Yeah. So that's cool. So you're you didn't care because you weren't you didn't care whether you drank or not. You came back, Chris is sober, you're like, all right, and you just rolled with it. Like it wasn't yeah. Well it wasn't yeah, Jeff, think about it. when I met yeah. you, right? So we yeah. the three of us used to hang out and we go to the bars and I would drink NAs with you guys. Yeah. Because, you know, so why you not? You're not drinking. What's fuck? the point of me drinking? So right. we you know, we'd yeah. go through <laughs> NAs together. Yeah. So. That that, ladies and gentlemen, is a, is a normie and yeah. a friend. Yeah. Wow. But that's, you guys aren't drinking? Like, Give me an O-Duels. Like, there, there's so many people listening to this going, what? He doesn't have to drink an N.A. and he's doing it for his I know. Homies. I mean, it's so foreign. God, like, I, I I really wish I were there to not get drunk with you guys. <laughs> that's all I can say. That is funny. But that is a friend. I was there. I, I, I'm pretty sure you guys remember this. We were um, yeah, at an establishment in St. Louis and I think Jeff, you picked up the beers, the the ostensible NAs, but yes. they weren't. Yes, I remember I that remember moment that. where this, this yes. that we, moment and that you and I both eyes. drank mm-hmm. it, and they were Pauliners, and there was yeah. that Blueberry Hill in the basement. Yeah. Oh no! And, and it looked the NA beer looked just like the regular. Yeah. We both took a sip and went, "Bull!" Immediately <laughs> knew. 
Yeah, I remember that. And then that. three and a half years later, yeah. after a rolling <laughs> blackout. blackout. Yeah. No, we didn't, everyone. Kidding. Spit them out. That's funny. I think I might have finished them. You probably did. <laughs> that that's also is I'll take them. Yeah, that's probably what happened. That's crazy. Um, but what I was going to say about Chris is that you know, during that period of time when you'd stop drinking, you're back in St. Louis, you're like living like a pauper, but living, living the clean life, with, mm-hmm. hanging out with me. That you still had those self sabotage tendencies because mm-hmm. I mean you like you said you're kind of scratching out a living mm-hmm. and obviously your your talent is immense and you could have you weren't ready yet but and eventually you 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 know moved on to uh, I think you know zip and mm-hmm. and um, but yeah. there is that still in the conversation where it's still that resistance like ah no I'm not I'm good I don't have to go do anything I'm not yeah I don't need a job I don't need yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need another job. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I, I'm, my my situation's all right. Like you didn't, you weren't really trying to. All right, now I'm going to get out there and take over the world. Now I've stopped drinking. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely not. I mean, that's and that's part of the. You know that that, admittedly, was one of in retrospect one of the drawbacks of doing a self-styled yeah. sobriety yeah. recovery thing. I didn't even know what recovery was back then. Yeah. I just knew. Did you know you were in recovery when you? I did. I, or did you just think like I'm an alcoholic. I got to stop this. I, I got to stop drinking. But yeah, and I had to get sober, and I knew yeah. I had to be sober. But I also I was doing things to try to be a better me. Okay. Which is recovery. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I I was definitely trying to. You know, think more deeply about myself and, um. You know, I think I was doing a little bit of therapy, certainly yeah. before I left, and then I came back and I went. I did some after I got back, um, and uh, yeah. So I mean, I, I was doing recovery type things. I just didn't know what it was called, and I didn't know that's. I didn't have any structure to it, yeah. mm-hmm. formal structure or, or guidance, I guess. Yeah. Um, other than my therapist, who who gave me a little, but. Um, Circumstances conspire again because I think you went to my therapist. I did. That I I was seeing somebody because of my my, I was going through my divorce, and she happened to specialize in addiction. Wow. Wow. Because I went to her, and she I'm I'm asking about relationships, and she goes, "Well, you know, honestly, my my expertise is is alcohol addiction, Mm -hmm. but you know, I can help you. I'm a licensed clinical social worker." And I said, "Okay, great, let's talk." And then I don't remember how that happened, but of course, I was telling you about my therapy sessions and. You know, I gave her you her number. Think she could help me, Timmy. <laughs> Maybe Chris. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe. you believe. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, definitely worked. I mean, things. But like you still that. didn't want to go out. I mean, you still weren't. No, that was a weird thing. I remember that. You know, and I, I think about this now. We were having conversations, but you know, um, it's kind of hard to date when you're just in your apartment, not going. <laughs> And uh, why are no, we, there no chicks here? This is this is like pre Tinder, probably for a good reason. Yeah, like I'm yeah. glad it was like you know no Tinder back then. Maybe you yeah. could have just ordered one through the phone, but you know it's kind of like wow, I'm never gonna meet anybody <laughs> if they're not at work. I mean, I'm not if I don't meet somebody at work, it's just not gonna happen, right? Yeah. Because I'm never gonna go out. Right. Jeff, I don't remember if you remember the story. You and I, I think John, were out with with the ladies one night, and we met somebody at a, a opening or a party or something. And she had broken, you knew her, I think, and she had broken up with her boyfriend. And you're like, oh, I got the perfect guy for you. And she's like, 
She's like, oh, great, because my last boyfriend, all he wanted to do is sit around in his apartment and play Xbox. Never mind. Never mind. I was, Ooh, wait, nice so it wasn't me. It wasn't. But that was, I was going to be the same guy again. <laughs> exactly. Got it. Okay. Wow. That is yeah, funny. Well. All my last boyfriend did was sit around and play Xbox. I was like, er. <laughs> well, that's not going to work out. Never then. mind. <laughs> <laughs> You should go back to him. That's fine. He sounds <laughs> yeah. like a keeper. Let me get That's him all the there is out here. <laughs> so, I, but I don't know, like you know, from a time for in recovery, I guess everybody has their own pace and their own, you know, ability to like. How long does it take you to get back to? Well, it's a new you, right? So I, you have this. I mean, it took you a very long time to get to. I don't know what the what the word is, but some sort of you know productive citizenry. I mean, even when you got your your job at Zip, you were still I mean, you're. I think that maybe that's maybe the turning point for you, but you definitely were still resistant in a lot of ways. Well, and so a lot of that's me. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of that's... But I think a lot of people, I think people get into recovery, they quit drinking, and I think, you know, they say in in the rooms all the time, if you're an asshole, you get sober. You're still an asshole. You're a sober asshole. Right. So you just got to change everything. People are resistant to change in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I had yeah. I didn't have any real um, familiarity with responsibility, yeah. or you know, and um, being made to do stuff I didn't want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think you know. In retrospect, I was probably a. Uh, you know, well, yeah. I, I just I I didn't. Yeah. But it takes it takes time. Yeah. To figure that out. Yeah. There's also, I don't know if you experienced this, but when you're in the throes of it, you always assume if I didn't have this big obstacle in my life, if I didn't have this boulder, right. everything would open up to me. Yeah. And the world would be my oyster. If only I could stop this right. one thing. And then you stop that one thing and you're like, oh, shit. Not it's an big, oyster. Right. Same world. Right. You know? Now I just got to work at it. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Which, which is exactly what they say. Shit. It's like getting sober doesn't make everything better. It lets you. Yeah. It makes you capable of dealing with it. Right. Exactly. right? Yeah. Um, you 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 are given a life, yeah. but you can still fuck it up. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Once you stop medicating, it doesn't mean. Uh, <laughs> doesn't mean much. Yeah. everything's gonna be all right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and that's that's been a big part of it. You know, I yeah. I think. Um, you know, it's been talked about certainly a lot on this is that I, I did sort of uh, go down a. a rabbit hole or I, I, I sort of let not my best self take over for a few years there. And, you know, that peaked at the point that Matt, Jeff and I were all working together. Um, and, uh, I've sort of worked my way back to, to trying to be a better me. And, uh, so you know. when do you feel like this recently, since you started this thing, mm. this is the best run of sobriety you've had or just as happiness a, or just content serenity as a person yeah. since my First year of sobriety. Yeah, these past this past year and a half has been my best run of sobriety. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Absolutely, because I for, it took me forever. I didn't really understand yeah. sobriety and recovery for sixteen years yeah. of it. Yeah, um, you know, I, I certainly like I said was there were periods where I was trying to be a, a better me and know myself well and all that stuff and be a good person. Um, but I've learned so much more about. Uh, you know, addiction, yeah, recovery, um, you know, different perspectives on it, how to sort of, uh, you know, um, bring all the different perspectives on it in and sort of fashion something that, that mm-hmm. makes sense um, for 
for me. But yeah, I think this past year and a half has been the best. Well, Tim, you were just saying, like when we were talking before, and like you are at the point in your life where it's the best. You feel the best. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So yeah. what if that's just wisdom? You know, you just gain I think it's age and wisdom and kind of right? get settled in your. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of figure it out. But yeah. Chris, one thing I never asked you, and I'm curious about, because you, you've always been an, an avid reader, as, as is Matt, apparently. Um, but did you, I mean, I don't remember you, you drank, I remember you reading that book, the, 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 the nap book, but I don't, did you do like an extensive exploration? I don't remember you reading a lot of no. alcoholic or recovery books. No, not that. at all. That's that was it. Book I remember you, that so was it wasn't like you didn't seek answers in in books or any other references, right? You weren't really looking. You were just kind of, I'm just going to push through this and slug it out on my own, right? You weren't studying how to do it. No, I just, I knew, I knew I was having a bad time of it. Uh, and, you know, it's I've told it before, I think, on the site and on the pod. I'd quit drugs because of coming home from that club one night with having gone with the Coke peddler. And he had driven. Him like a name, even though it's not his name. Cokey. Yeah, Cokie. <laughs> like Cokie Roberts. Cokie Roberts. Um, Popular name. But, uh, and I, I, I was, you know, I'd been drinking. I'd b- dropped ecstasy. I was doing, co- you know, cocaine. And uh, I just said, I'm not going back in. I'm not going in that club because I'd spent too much time with him, like stumbling around parties and other people, people's houses I didn't know and in the club and just being, I, I saw myself for a moment outside of myself and really, I was just, that guy, that sloppy, gross, yeah. fucked up guy. And it was just shame. And I'm like, I'm not going in that club again. And uh, and he left the keys. And I thought, you know, I have a small window before this ex comes on. And I'm really fucked up to drive home. It was like a 15, 20 minute drive, maybe 15. And I drove home. And I thought, and that, that was the deal I made. If I make it home without killing myself or somebody else, I'll quit doing drugs. And that's when I quit doing drugs. Um, so I like had some awareness and then it was like shortly after that, that I saw the book and I picked up the book and by the time I was done with it, it sounds like by the halfway through it or something, when you, if you saw me and I was talking about it, um, I thought, well, shit, I'm an alcoholic, (laughs) you know, it's like this, it was just like, holy fuck, this is, this is crazy. This is what I got. I got this. It's like if you, it's like if you had like whatever, like cancer and you read a book and it like totally described what you had, you're like, holy shit, I (laughs) A cancer love story. But see, that's what amazes me. Like, you didn't then say, I want to learn as much about this as possible. No, right? I'm just like, if you had cancer, I think the natural impulse for right. a lot of people would be like, I want to know everything there is about this disease I have. But you didn't do that. No, I didn't. I just, I, I, I wonder care. why you did not do that. Maybe I just wanted to do the thing and be done with it at that point. I'm just like, I just got to quit drinking. And I, and because I know when I, when I realized that that's what I had to do then, you know, I wanted to, you know, and you were there for part of this too. I, I had to construct how I had to control how I was going to do it. Yeah. And I remember the therapist, you know, our therapist at the time, I was tell, telling her like, I'm going to do this thing where I, I go around and I drink with a few people I want to drink with. And she goes, yeah. why don't you quit now? I'm like, no, here's yeah. how I'm doing it. Farewell to and uh, <laughs> she's like, why don't you quit now? Nope. I'm going to do this. Like, you sit and, down. And somehow, <laughs> and so we my dad had been moving. That's why he was selling the house. I had to get out of that house. He was moving to Texas. We agreed to drive his car down to Texas. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And we went and had a less than memorable, I don't, I don't even remember really. I don't remember. Maybe if, I don't know if it was because I was too drunk or just I don't know why, but we went and 
we drank with some old friends of mine in Texas somewhere. Yep. Didn't we? Yep, on the south side. Okay. Um, and then I don't know what we did. <laughs> and then, um, that's we drank of, and we sat in his apartment or wherever he was playing PlayStation pretty much. But no, I mean in general. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. And it was like that one dude there. But then what we did, like then that's where like the story I sort of forget. And then I end up uh, on uh, at my, my mom and stepdad's house on the deck having one of my last beers and crying because I felt I said I felt like I was killing my best friend. Yeah, I don't remember you announcing you're going to see your mom. I just to me it was. To, at the point, at that point, it was just I'm going to go visit my mom. It wasn't I'm moving. Oh really? Okay. It was I'm just going to go visit my mom, and then you just you didn't come back for a long time. All right. Well, I don't remember it as being like, "Well, dude, it's nice knowing you. I'm going to go live with my mom now." You know, <laughs> it's more like I'm just running out to get cigarettes. Exactly. <laughs> hey, where'd Chris go? Sober for a Chris go. Yeah. Yeah, be cool. Um. Yeah, so anyway, that's so that's, cool. that's it. I mean, I, yeah, and I just, well, I mean, it helps. I mean, there's little things in there that I don't didn't remember and didn't know. Yeah. Um, and uh, good. it's funny because I've known you for maybe like nine years, eight, yeah. nine years. So obviously I didn't know you at all when you were right. using, drinking, et cetera. Right. But a lot of those same qualities, you know, like, <laughs> oh, like your yeah. stubbornness <laughs> is still <laughs> totally evident. Yeah. He is. <laughs> It's yeah. and I think it's a huge asset. I mean, I think it yeah. just as you're the only person I know who could quit the Chris way. Yeah. The Chris <laughs> way requires that you literally be fucking Chris. Like <laughs> like, like I cannot pass this. Like step on one of the Chris program is BB. Be <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's awesome. so true. He, he took that it's so true. He took that approach with everyone. He came back, remember you became a like a health uh, well, I wouldn't say health mm. but a, no, a, was. exercise freak. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm like, all right, let's go run around the park. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they go, nope, I have to do it. Like every day I'd eat these certain things and I had to run and then these certain, this certain mm -hmm. amount of time. And wow. That was your approach to everything. There you go. Mm -hmm. And you were right along with them like, yeah, sure. Yeah, all right. Whatever. Sure. whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's, you know, and I'll tell you, so you know, guys, maybe you can help me with this. I'm not looking for absolution here, but as a, you know, a normie friend, you know, you look back on somebody's journey and whether ends favorably or otherwise you always say ah could i have done more and was i an enabler and you know from so i guess arguably i guess i'm the only normie in um, in the conversation mm. from your perspective is it you know is there is there anything that the normies can do um or is it just you just have to be there to support whatever they're going through at the time yeah i think that's it that's it I don't think there's anything you can do. And, yeah, I, you we know, can't you try to, and I think you have my best interests at heart. Yeah. I mean, you, you certainly tried to keep me safe. And, you know, when I was going to kick your ass, you went and got the car. Yeah. <laughs> Before I kicked your ass. Before I kicked my ass. <laughs> I, I, I know now you could easily kick my ass. I don't know then. It might have been yeah, a decent fight with tequila fueled rage. It's true. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's nothing. I mean, it's Tim's funny. like all like diesel all and Krav Maga now. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Because you, you, I mean, there's just nothing you can do until yeah. they're ready, until the alcoholic's ready to quit. And I, I mean, I think there's people that have crazy enabling relationships and codependent uh, things, and there's yeah. that kind of shit. But I don't think that's what you guys had. You <laughs> no. were just partying, you know, you were just going along to get along. It's bros being bros. And <laughs> well, yeah. and, that, and I, I think I probably did a clumsy yeah. job of illustrating it, but I mean, a lot of 
the the my relationship with Tim was spent with all these different geographics being pulled, right? So he yeah. never he would never see huge chunks yeah. of my life and it come back and it just looked yeah. like I'd go to a, work a, and you'd be drinking right. all day, but Tim didn't. Know or that. I'd be you know yeah. and we'd be, you know I'd be in Chicago or Houston or yeah, whatever. Yeah. He'd and also you know I was you know to some degree a ne'er do well with a lot of uh, idle time on my hands and you know it just mm-hmm. so. ne'er do well. Um, and ne'er do well with a coke peddler. <laughs> Speaking of which, I got one great, one, one of my favorite lines from that time was, whatever we're talking about, I'm sure we can do it sitting down. I remember it well. <laughs> All right. You could tell them that story offline. <laughs> well. All right. All right, Tim. Well, dude, thanks. It was good. Hey. You know, this kind of catching up, we'll, have to, we'll catch up offline, too. Awesome to talk to you, Tim. Nice to meet you, Tim. That's fun. Yep. Thanks for next time. Us. I'll tell we can. I'll come back. I'll just tell stories about Jeff. Oh, perfect. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say we went to uh, Tim and I went to Rio together. We have some nice stories about that. Rio, Missouri. Rio, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> Tim goes town. to Paris with me. Rio with Jeff. Yeah. Tim's a jiggle. friend. Still,